0: Hola, Raza. Hola, listeners. Hola, Chicano casters. This is Fernando Amador from Downey, California. Raza, welcome to my podcast, Chicano Cast. Today it's number 61: A Conversation with a Chicano. That's right. I had a guest in my bar. Yeah, El Primero, Oscar Toledo from My Grito. And we talked a lot of shit for way too long. But uh, before we get into it, let's take care of business. Raza, I want to give a quick shout out to Mygrito Grito Industries. My Grito is a Chicano-run record label and more. Celebrating Chicano and Latino culture via musica, art, and podcasts like the one you're hearing right now. ChicanoCast is now part of My Grito Podcast Network. Check them out at mygrito.net and on their socials at Mygrito. Grito. Raza, no current events today. If you want to know what's going on with me, I'm just an old gordo Chicano working from home. That's about it. And um, I want to jump right into it. And let me get into the, the long-ass conversation we had. those Borrachos talking about life as a Chicano.
1: Because I talked about, you know what, with Chicano, it's, it's, it's having, for me, it's having the Mexican parents. But at the same time, it's living up to their standards of how it was in Mexico, but we're here in the U.S., where we're influenced by Americanos. And here's the thing:
0: I think living up to their sacrifice.
1: Yeah, their they sacri- made they made the big. They made the sacrifice. To be here here. I don't
0: like my mom. Like- uh, you know, I'm a product of a single parent. It's like she fucking made the big ass sacrifice to get us here. Yeah. Or get herself here to get me here, and I was lucky to be born here. And to me, it's like I I owe this family and I owe her a lot. Yeah. To do better right because she had this vision for me she did she sacrificed a lot and she came here as a as a maid you know and had me and she was like but she always pushed education on me so i felt like i owed her that you know
1: yeah man my parents in a good way yeah and it's good because they know education is going to give us more options where we hopefully don't struggle as much we're always going to struggle. There's always going to be some obstacles in front of us that mm-hmm. at least with education we'll be able to make some better decisions that can help us overcome some of these barriers that are in front of us, no?
0: Well, just a language barrier, you know? Oh, that's a big one. How do you get judged or how does a rasa get judged because they have an accent or they don't, you know, speak the language? Yeah. And that's bullshit, you know? Simón. But we don't have that, Right. Like I've had people, you know, question me and I speak English to them and then they, they just back up and they're like, Oh shit, okay, you're American. And Man. then they have this totally different attitude towards me. But if I didn't if I couldn't do that, they would just fucking come down on me. Oh, big time. And make me feel like I'm not welcome or maybe kick me out or who knows.
1: Simone. You know? I still trip out and I one hundred percent mean this. I never, I never heard the episode about you talking about your brother. With the weddles and the landscaping thing. Oh yeah, that when happened. I, that happened to him. Yeah, I one thousand percent it happened to me, same and thing. it almost sounds like the same fucking thing. He was there checking out his new home he just bought, all that. happy and shit. Well, I was, I bought my first home ever, and it was in Huntington Beach, and I'm there in the front yard. The house was the shit, but host, it was the only the way we got, could get in. Was it your fault? For buying in the wrong neighborhood orale oh yeah because my wife she grew up in huntington beach a- as chicana mm-hmm. but she grew up for a good portion of her life in huntington beach and when we were looking at here's my stepdaughters and we wanted the best possible school for them which is
0: what all we want for us that's kids. all we
1: wanted and we were looking at all these things and she came and she's in real estate so i was taking her expertise very seriously and where do you think we should live where do we're going to get the best bank for our buck where can we invest property Huntington we'll Beach like, sounds white is it well there's there's different pockets there's a lot of Chicano there's a lot of Latino there's a lot of Raza um, there are those pockets in there but at the same time Huntington Beach has its reputation in the 80s and 90s for there being a lot of skinheads which quite honestly I still think that there's the children of the skinheads are there. Well,
0: isn't, is, isn't that where the, the Trump supporters were gathering? My daughter was telling me, because my daughter
1: lives in Orange County, and she's like, Dad, check out this video. Yeah, I know. We, we got a lot of fucking shit, and for my business, it affected me, because a lot of my top clients knew that I'm in Huntington Beach, but they also know that I'm brown. And I'm like, do you know what? the Do I experience it? Yes, I do. I experience racism, um, but at the same time, I also have white friends that 1,000% don't look at that. I can go to... I'm like, I grew up in Santana. I experienced racism from brown too. They're just hating on me. Or it's when it comes back when they're calling me pocho. And all these different things. Because I can't speak... I say a couple words wrong. You know what?
0: Although pocho, to me, always came from my own people. I don't think... The gringos gringos don't know the word pocho. Oh, no, no.
1: No. It was was raza from Mexico calling me pocho. Because I wasn't speaking even though spanish is my first language but then again i'm trying to mix in and i'm trying to i'm here in in the us and i'm trying to get adapt to being an american which mm-hmm. i was also very proud of it's all i knew i was being raised by mexicanos but in the us and i'm learning english while at the same time only speaking spanish at home yeah. and with my friends in the neighborhood speaking spanish so it was it, it was a, it was a it was a trip but no matter where i go when there's people there in the barrio that will call me pocho, which is rotten fruit. That's what pocho is. It's it's that's what it means. It's I never fruit. I never took it the right way.
0: You know when I, I was I never did. I remember going to kid as a kid going to Mexico and um like as soon as I opened my mouth they're like, Oh, it's Pochito. It's pocho And I was like, What the fuck does that mean? And then you know, coming back home I looked it up, getting older and I'm like, Oh, that means you're like like a fake Mexican in a way, like like or a yeah. fake gringo. Fake you're fake both ways. As a Chicano, you're kinda yeah. fake both ways the way they see you so that's why i say go grab your identity you're chicano that's your culture that's yeah. it's that's who you are
1: it's that hyphen like you used to talk about yeah between it is the mexican hyphen. american
0: and by the way um raza this is oscar from Migrito industries and we're not going to talk about Migrito, which is the partner to chicano cast but we're going to jump right into just being chicano
1: orale is that cool no absolutely fernando gracias for having me on the on the show
0: yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a welcome to have somebody else give their point of view. And I hope uh, there's some parts of it that you disagree with me or that you have a different point of view because I have my own old man point of view. You're a little bit younger than me, possibly a, a generation younger. And, you know, that's what I want. And then maybe at some point we'll get maybe a millennial or even a, a, a Gen, what is it, Gen Z? Is that what C1? they're called? Fucking youngsters are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know they lectured me off and on. But what was the first question we wanted to handle? Oscar, I know
1: we talked about maybe talking about some Chicano issues. What was the first one? Well, we talked about, for example, for me, como, what does Chicano mean to me personally? And for me, Fernando, really, when I hear the word Chicano, I'm thinking of a couple of key words. I think about pride. But at the same time, I also think about challenges, challenges that we face, being a part of two different cultures. I I, I think of discrimination, discrimination that, not only I went through but more importantly my parents went through and quite honestly my kids are going through as well and they're second generation but I also hear the word Chicano and I think about love I think about familia and that's what that means, you know, that means to me you know, you talked about in one of your earlier episodes about Chicano meaning being that hyphen that's between Mexican and American and neta that meant a lot to me because I was thinking okay that's what we are you know and not belonging right not belonging
0: yeah, and you know what? I try to belong to both groups. I try to be a huero. I try to be a Mexicano. And quickly I found out, maybe not quickly, maybe it took me a lot of years, hopefully you didn't, but that I was neither one. And I was in between. But I didn't know that in between existed till I got a lot older.
1: Yeah, Simon. For mm-hmm. me, I mean, it was kind of early on. My, my <clears throat> parents are Mexicanos. They were both born in Michoacan. They were raised in ranches. And... um you know, they, they, they came to the U.S., they crossed the border at a very young age. Um, and from the moment they, they got here, they were working multiple jobs. They've always worked two jobs. I've never known either of them not to be working two jobs. You know, they, my brother was born first, I was born second, and then my sister. But, I mean, they raised us based on their upbringings, based on what, how they were raised by my abuelitos. In a ranch, mm-hmm. but here we are in the U.S., dealing with all the different struggles that we're going to have here in the U.S. and understanding what the American culture is like. So I I, I had a lot of a, a a lot of confusion, a lot of identity crisis, because I was trying to let le- me
0: let me stop you there. My identity crisis, my stupid ass identity crisis, was Chicano equals Cholo. Orale. because of how yeah. i grew up you know i grew Simone. up in this neighborhood where uh, either i knew mexicanos or i knew cholos and i didn't know the in between i didn't know the the true chicano the way you know you and i are the way our kids are the way a lot of people are out there that are mexican american but you know born in the u.s so growing up as a stupid youngster i always thought a, a chicano was equal to a cholo which was very stupid so i always rejected the word chicano as a youngster and any youngsters listening now, I hope it, it's different for them,
1: that they accept the, the word, the culture, the identity. I, like I, maybe
0: you did. Maybe you did way before me.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I did pick it up more of my being a Chicano at a, at a young age. But you're right. I think for a lot of us, we did associate the word Chicano with with cholos. I mean, for me growing up, you know, when my parents did come down here from Mexico, we were living in poverty. We were living in neighborhoods where it was heavily gang affiliated. You know, there was a lot. I I was raised in Santa Ana back in the eighties and nineties. There was like these three gangs that were just, you know, you know they're there because their names are spray painted all over the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. And I always was I would always trip out like, if you're proud of your neighborhood, why are you doing that to it, right? But all, it was heavily gang populated. Um, you know, anytime that. Summer came around because my brother and I, you know, we were, we were good students in school. Um, you know, summer came around. My parents didn't want us to be nomás en la casa haciendo nada or to be influenced to join a gang. Because, again, they're everywhere.
0: You know, funny you say that because what happened to me is uh, my mom was so afraid of me becoming a cholo because of where I lived in the city of Maywood. You know what happened to me the day after I got out of on summer school? ¿Qué pasó? I was sent to Guadalajara with my primos over there. So I spent, you know, a month. Back then, it was a long summer. It was a month, month and a half. I don't know. I used to spend that in Guadalajara. And that was, my mom even told me. She goes, because I didn't want you to become a fucking cholo, a gang member. Because we were surrounded by that in the community, kind of the way you were. Which was good for me because I picked up a lot of the Mexicano culture,
1: you know. And that helped me out a lot because it sounds like we have a similar background. Porque for us, yeah, summer school hit. Ahí vamos, Michoacán. Oh, really? We're in the ranch with my abuelitos. Waking up at 4 in the morning, doing our chores in the ranch, helping out, because we're not going to be huevones. My abuelito and my abuelita put us to work. So we were doing all kinds of things, but at the same time, they also taught us about, you know, some lessons that my parents would also show us to a certain extent, because you got to keep in mind, in the U.S., los dos estaban trabajando two jobs. So it's like we rarely see them. You know, we were almost raising... It wasn't that my older brother was raising us. There was also a combination of my brother... <laughs> fucking tv music or were you like
0: me were you a latch you know what a latchkey kid is
1: yeah you fucking come home to nobody in the
0: house you go open up a box of cornflakes and guess what that's your fucking dinner because your Simran. parents are working
1: well for me i it was kind of i was kind of like that for a while yeah for me it wasn't cereal. And you turn on the tv and you fucking yeah, your family's the brady bunch the brady bunch <laughs> i had married with children there you go I, uh, I had all uh, kinds you're of younger um, yeah. brady bunch is going back Oh no well we were raised by uh brady bunch también, don't get me wrong all these white shows uh, ¿verdad? i know but um i wish i would have had george lopez show back then that would have been awesome because i
0: us. would have realized who i was you know because yeah. i was pretending to be somebody i wasn't watching these fucking shows si, i'm well, kind of stupid and tv has a lot of influence on me tv shows and um it does it does more than maybe it should right
1: Oh, well, i i think even even today tv has a lot of influence it because i mean think about the last year and a half with the pandemic when you do connect with somebody as we're as things are starting to open back up one of the things that's part of the fucking conversation is so what shows have you watched i mean tv is just part of our cultura it's part of yeah uh, of our identity to and, a and you're
0: right because i'll get together with my kids i like recommend something on netflix for me or recommend something on hulu like yeah f- all those fucking streaming channels like what's good on there Give me something that's more relatable to to my community to my people
1: simon yeah but you know i i i love the fact that my parents did send us to mexico because it did give us an opportunity to respect and understand more about how that part of my identity is mm-hmm. how it is to grow in mexico um, when i was really introduced to lucha libre in, Me- in Mexico. In Mexico, where at? Uh, in Puebla Michoacan. Really? Yeah, we were doing that. I was oh, seeing my. You were lucky. Yeah, it to, to see that, to see bullfighting, to see uh, cockfighting, for for all you youngsters. Where I'm talking about roosters, not the other thing, okay? <laughs>
0: not, not dick on dick.
1: No, not dick on dick. <laughs> 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 but uh, my welito and my uncles and my aunts would would expose us to as much as the culture as possible. Can you say what town or what city? so we were not too far away from morelia oh we were in a, a small city. town where san jose and san juan my mom's from san juan my dad's from san jose which is the i mean they're they're the connecting towns uh-huh. and my dad who um was a pretty good soccer player uh or football and uh he was playing against uh my mom's town and my mom just saw him and i'm pretty sure my dad was just showing off with some moves. Se echaron el ojo. Love at first sight. Yeah, and before you know it, Chicano I Mexicano style. Yeah, Chica. <laughs> before you know it, aquí you vienen know. to the U.S. Actually, that was Mexicano style. <laughs> that was Mexicano. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I love that part of um, my upbringing because it did give me a better understanding for that part of the cultura. Because, I mean, we were being raised here in the U.S., and the U.S. itself had its own challenges. So, um, I don't think a lot of other people, um, at least the younger generation, I don't know if they had that, those opportunities presented to them because nowadays when you think about Mexico, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but you hear in certain parts of Mexico, there's a lot of violence. It's more publicized. So it's harder to send somebody over to Mexico because you worry especially about that. Especially your kids, yeah. yeah. Especially your kids.
0: I mean, honestly, there's times where I think about going down and then I say, fuck it. And I go down and I'm like, fuck, it's not that bad. Yeah. Especially when I'm with the family, with the real people. The people are great down there.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: You know, and, and I feel guilty for everything, you know, judging the people or the country. Yeah, Simon. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get into the next one?
1: Yeah, so we were talking about um, when did I realize that I was Chicano.
0: Yeah, and, and, and the listeners know that like for me, as a as pendejo as I am, it took me forever, dude. My, my 30s or 40s or something where I like fucking said, okay, I'm not Mexican because cause I don't think the way they do. I'm not gringo because they don't fucking accept me. Yeah. They always, you know, make me out to be the Mexicano. So what the fuck am I? And that's when I started searching. But it took me long. I was I was literally in my 30s or 40s. And I, I can't pinpoint the point, you know, the time when it happened, the age, but I was very old and very pendejo. And, and just said, fuck it. And you know what? You know what happened after that? started doing the podcast
1: a huevo a huevo but I think it happened a lot earlier for you right Um, it did happen a lot earlier for me porque I mean again it goes and and the thing with Chicano um, it's different for a lot of people it just depends on your upbringing um, for me with my experience which I think some of your listeners may be able to relate to it like I said my parents are from Mexico they came down here they're working two jobs and a lot of my childhood I didn't get to experience it to the fullest Porque We wanted to get out of poverty We wanted to get into a home um, Owning a home you mean? Yeah, owning, owning our own home mm-hmm. We wanted to get housing Whatever it took for us to get into The thing is that my parents wanted to get us out of the the, the Neighborhood Where there was just all these gangs Yeah. So we needed to do we, they With them working two jobs What more can they be doing well, The solution is Have their children work so, oh, vamos, ¿verdad? <laughs> So my first job was at five years old. I was five years old. Now, imagine and we what's, have kids. What city are we talking about? In Santana. Okay, but you're not talking about like Fresno where you're in the fields picking fruit. No, and that was my both my parents' first job. They were both uh, farm workers. They were picking in the fields. They eventually ended up working in factories, getting paid minimum wage, working their asses off. Because you know what I, I heard, and I don't know if this is totally true, but that child labor
0: is, is actually legal out in the fields. Oh. like They can have their children work a certain amount of hours a day picking fruit, picking vegetables, picking whatever,
1: which sounds wrong, right? Well,
0: I'm it thinking, sounds wrong, I'm thinking, but now
1: I'm thinking of taking my 12-year-old daughter over there to put in some work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they they get to know what
0: life is, right? 'cause I mean we have But I think I think kids should be in school, learning.
1: Oh, I mean and that's what my parents wanted for us, but at the same time, they wanted to get us out of that situation. And that's why at age five I was working for a panaderia. At five years old? At five years old. Well here's what it was. We had this uh, gentleman from the from the neighborhood that owned a panaderia and at six o'clock he would take whatever pan whatever pan was left and he would bring he would come down to the neighborhood in his van and he would be just getting some of the neighborhood kids, and he would say, "Hey, I need you to to go through all the neighborhoods. You're gonna get pandulce. You're gonna get conchas. You're gonna get bolillos." At five years old, I couldn't carry that tray of conchas or pandulce over my head like my brother did. So I was given bags of bolillo, and we were there knocking in people's houses, asking, "Pan, pan." trying to sell it at a discounted rate because the panaderia needed to make all new fresh bread for the next day pan frio is it what they call it I think? Yeah, yeah but people were buying it and then it was only a uh like two three months when i got promoted to selling conchas so but that was at five and then shortly after that oh, conchas was like the next level that was next level <laughs> i never got to pan dulce because before i got to pan dulce where my brother was at we got a job at the swami and we were in Orange County, we were in L.A., we were in all these different swap meets. Where, as a chavalo, I didn't have my weekends because I was there working at the swap meets. To whatever money I made was always given to my parents. So, it, it it was a little bit different for me just growing up, and I'm pretty sure for some of your listeners, maybe they've experienced that as well, maybe not. But to me, it taught me the value of working hard and bringing back to the familia. So that made me very prideful of what I was contributing to my family. Pero la chingadera I was, even as much as I was doing for my family, imagine me working at El Suami, on the más que nada mexicanos. And Spanish is my first language, right? And But my Spanish was never perfect. It's still not perfect. I still try, it, but it wasn't perfect. But
0: you know why our Spanish isn't perfect? And I figured this out a while ago, is because our parents' education level is so low that the Spanish they showed us was very bad Spanish Abuelo. because I have a lot of primos in Guadalajara who are very educated engineers and nurses and 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 other shit and I fucking listen to them talk and I'm like wow I get blown away I just yeah. want them to talk and listen because my Spanish is so stupid compared to theirs because because my mom has a very low education level you know both
1: my parents do too
0: yeah so the Spanish they taught us was at a very like third grade level maybe you know yeah. And when I hear like proper Spanish, it's like, fuck, I want to speak like that. Fuck, I could barely speak decent English. So imagine speaking great Spanish.
1: Wow. Olvídate. Yeah.
0: So yeah. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: You know? Como es, it, it's it's that chopped up Spanish, the Chicano mm-hmm. language that I that I learned to or accept. Can we, can we even say Spanglish? Did, Spanglish. You, did
0: you throw that in there? Because as a kid, I would throw a lot of Spanglish in and I usually would not literally get slapped but I would get slapped like like either speak one or the other but don't mix them up there you go and Chicanos we love mixing that shit up
1: oh I I I love it and I still speak Spanglish especially when the homies come over with my friends that I grew up with it's a lot of Spanglish that I talk I mean it's just what I'm used to it's comfortable right it's very comfortable and it makes me feel good but at the same time when I'm out in public um, especially at a younger age when I when I realized that I was really Chicano when so yeah so let us know when did you realize you were Chicano how old were you so I was and how did it happen so I know that it was in 1990 and I'll tell you why here in a sec porque um, I was getting shit from Mexicanos that were here in the US they would hear my language and how chopped up it was that I would get the word I know you used it before a lot of us have heard it at least the older generation has heard it pocho which in reality means rotten fruit and I didn't realize that it meant rotten fruit too much much later but I knew that it was a term not a good term but it was a bad term that they're just saying that I'm just not a real Mexican. And then when I was going to school, even though my community was mostly Chicano, mostly Latino, they were still, I mean, the, the teachers were not Chicano. That's right. They were white. The Some of the students were in there sprinkled in that were also white. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but at the same time, I would also get criticized. I would get critiqued by the fact that my English was wasn't also that great. I think we all have a little accent, don't we? A huevo. As Spanish speakers, we, we all, we you know,
0: I have it big time because my wife is Mexicana, so I speak mm-hmm. a lot of Spanish in the house, and only, you know, only English at work or, or with buddies. But uh, but I know I have the accent. A lot of listeners have emailed me. I love yeah. your accent, and they miss it because a lot of them grew up in L.A. and now they're in other areas, and they love this this fucking Chicano accent. I guess I have, but but what else can pick up on it,
1: right? They can pick up on it, and I I think um and it depends on. Who you're in front of. Because um, for my point, not all weddles are bad. I think we've talked about before that uh, where I currently live in Huntington Beach is primarily Weddle And I have a lot of amazing friends of different cultures, all cultures. Oh, yeah. Um, especially huedos, and and they're very respectful. But then there's also those times where I go to restaurants, when I go to stores, that I feel discriminated. And it's very obvious. And sometimes it's by youngsters. Nothing wrong with youngsters. But I'm thinking to myself, "Fuck!" Like I own a home in Huntington Beach. You're probably living at your parents' house, and you're talking shit about me. I'm paying tax on this I'm fucking taxes property. On this shit, yeah. Right. Yeah. But oh, uh, but 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 I get it. They were raised a certain way. We're all raised a certain way. No different than I was raised. The way I was raised. Were you at the Trump rallies? No. ¿cómo crees? <laughs> Como crees? How fucking around, raza? <laughs> No, but not there were the Trump rallies. But there was Trump rallies down there. There was right? Trump rallies there. And Fuck. I would tell
0: that is so stupid,
1: you know, that no, is I just so. so
0: stupid. What are you rallying for?
1: Lies? I, I, it's lies. It, it, racism? It, it was racism because here here's the pedal. And and this is not a for me it's not a Democrat versus Republican. To me it's what Trump is to the core, which to me was a racist. Yeah. And his his voice gave other races the opportunity to come out of the woodwork and be proud to wave that fucking flag. And that was very hurtful to me because for he as almost, long...
0: He almost ate that shit legitimate. He almost oh, he made did. it legitimate. It was
1: mainstream. It was yeah. acceptable. It's crazy, right? Yeah. I lost some friends. I lost some friends. I, I unfollowed some people on social media. No different than... Fucking haters unfollow me on social because media. It was the political views. It was the political views and to me and I try to make it clear, it wasn't that oh you're Republican, you know, fuck you. It's you're 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 allowing Trump's views specifically when it comes to racism, when it doesn't come to equality, when it comes to saying these hurtful words that gave other races the energy to feel like they can go out there.
0: Empowered them. And he, empower, them. he empowered them. Like, and and, and I'm not for that. I'm not for that one bit. I mean, that's no progressive way for any country to go. No. It
1: just, it's just not good. It's not. But, you know, when going back to when I realized that I was Chicano, you know, back then, again, we're talking about Mexicanos that sometimes were critiquing me because my Spanish wasn't great it was or other cultures that would critique me because they they heard my accent and they felt like oh this guy just crossed the border illegally yes to cuanto um, and no shame to that because my parents did cross the border for a better opportunity mm-hmm. and it, and isn't that what the US is about it's about immigrants coming here for a better opportunity that's right and both my parents are US citizens now they and, went through the process to get and a lot of times it's
0: not for themselves but for their kids oh, the
1: sacrifice without a question for us do, do we
0: owe them i, I felt like i did
1: no, we, we, like we i did. owed my mom yeah
0: all those years she came and worked illegally as a maid and whatever she had to do to get us by whether it be being a maid whether it be being on welfare whatever she had to do i owed her yeah and you know what i'm proud to say and i'll say it that both her kids me and my brother got degrees got college degrees that's what and about. we were fucking poor poor is poor taking the bus to fucking you know wherever you had to go and because I, I felt like I owed her because she
1: sacrificed a lot. No, she, uh, and I commend her to for doing that. I commend a lot of other Chicanas and Chicanos. That single mom, single moms like my mom. S- single mom, that's huge. And you and, know what
0: she always told me? Education. Somehow she was smart enough with her, you know, elementary school Education. She was smart enough to know that in this country, education is going to get you far. And she always held me to that. Mm-hmm. Go get your school. Go get your, do your homework. Get the grades. How does she know? I don't know. Yeah. But I, I will always, always commend her for that. You know?
1: Yeah. There, there's a lot that we have to be grateful for, for, uh, for our parents, especially the single parents, single moms mm-hmm. primarily. I mean, Fernando, I married a single mom. Tenía dos niñas. And what attracted me to her, but well, there's, it's a long list. And I don't want to make this about her. It's already too much about her in my real life, but it was just her strength. It's her thinking about her kids. It's about her wanting more, and not only about her kids, but also her and not being aware that there's challenges out there and the sacrifices they need to make.
0: And generationally, we have to do better, right? Like oh, our kids have to do better than us. We did better than our parents, hopefully, and then our kids will do better than us.
1: That's the plan, and and better for me. At least this is what I tell my daughters. Better doesn't mean you're more financially well off. I need you to be happy. I need you to feel like you're bringing some value, whatever it is. I want you to have that feeling. And I, as your parent, I want to put you in the position, como tienes choices for you to be able to go whatever direction you want to go with as minimal discrimination, as minimal I mean, like prejudice. i you said that
0: because I was just thinking, you know who else has to do better? for 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 us and for them the country has to do better for them oh. and not discriminate us the way we've been discriminated
1: absolutely uh, i mean we as chicanos and chicanas we see that a lot but i think even more and and here's where it's very difficult especially cuz i have three daughters chicanas they get it they get that extra layer because it's not about race we're just talking about sex now male and female females face a lot more com- more complications more discrim discrimination than themselves And what makes me very proud, not only as a Chicano, seeing other Chicanas doing better, but just as a man that, a father that has three daughters, that there are some women out there, there are many women out there that are getting their education. They're entrepreneurs, they're CEOs, they're executives, they're doing all these things that are holding it down. And that's giving our other women, our daughters, examples for what they can be. But let's not be fooled about it. They're still going to have obstacles. They're going to have challenges, and th- and that's just, that's just what really sucks. But going back to for for me for Chicano, um. So because we were facing all these challenges, you know, you know, Oscar,
0: let me jump in real quick, interrupt you. I was hoping you'd say that you realized you were Chicano when you heard
1: Chicano cast. <laughs> ah, <huevo. laughs> No, when I heard you, that's too much. Yeah, no, but uh, Neta, I heard your show during the uh, pandemic when my grito wanted to be featuring podcasts during the show. Um, and and, and uh, much like how you talk about yourself, which uh, I, I'm right here next to him. He's not as, as, as much gordo as he makes it seem <laughs> like he is, like a, a bola de masa.
0: <laughs> oh, you heard that. <laughs> uh,
1: pero like I was out there running because all the gyms were closed. And as it is, I have my own weight issues, just like many of us do. And Men- I needed mental I, health, mental health. There's a lot of complications that I have because you know what? We Chicanos were real people all the way. Oh, we have Simone. mental health issues. We have physical
0: issues. We have cultural issues,
1: you know? Yeah. There's a lot of challenges and it doesn't matter what generation you are. We're all facing them to a certain extent. I mean, you're hearing more about suicides and things like that. And that's, and, and it's very serious. It's not to be taken lightly. Right. Um, but the, um, so for me, I heard your show because I was out there running, and for my grito, I wanted to hear a podcast, and I heard three to four different Chicano podcasts that I was happy for what they were doing, but it didn't grab my attention until I got to your show, and as probably your listeners can attest to this, once I started hearing one show and what you were saying, I couldn't put it down. I was listening to another one, and I wanted to hear another one, and I wanted to hear another one. And it's at that point that my partner and I, Rob, we said, you know what? We got to hook up with Fernando somehow because I love the lessons that he's trying to the education, the awareness, the wake up to what's going on and do action, which is what my grito's about. My grito being a Chicano name, because we have my English, grito Spanish, that's a representation of who Rob and I are. We're Chicanos and grito. We just want you to be able to hear our voice. What we have to say, and you were you were doing that platform, and you were giving us that confidence. Well, I think you podcast.
0: guys you guys are the 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 method for people to have a voice. The conduit for like me, Simon, bands, comedians, whatever you guys have is to have a voice, a Chicano voice, not just your voice, but everybody's voice through you guys through your network, and that's what I appreciate, you know, oh, because I, I think we all need it. We all need somewhere to to put our voice. I've been doing this for a long time, and you know, I always talk about two to three listeners. Um, I hope I have a little bit more than that, and I'm
1: hoping working with you guys, we could get it out there. Oh, with 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 grito being a part of it, now we have like ten listeners. Oh, I checked the numbers. Oh shit, we're gonna get rich. (laughs) I'm rich, bitch.
0: (laughs) But really, um, and again, we're doing this. I'm I'm doing this when i started back in i think it was like 2011 2012 something like that because i just i just want our community to do better because there's a show where i went back to to cal state long beach which i graduated from and i talked to the raza you know i gave him a little speech there about a club i started there mexican-american engineers and scientists and then after i talked to a lot of them and what pissed me off is that there's they still have the same hurdles and the same obstacles and the same issues that i had when i was in school things are not better and not. that that kind of pissed me off, threw me off. Like, why aren't things easier and better for you? And you know what? It just, that's, I don't know if that's the way the world works or that's the way Cal State Long Beach works. But it seems like we always have to put in the extra effort.
1: We, we, there's no question about it that we need to put the extra effort. And I think there's at least history when it comes to, like your Chicano studies, I did Chicano studies as well. There, there are some big names out there that have really opened up opportunities for us to get more equality. Um, like some of the names that I'll give you, for example, we have Cesar Chavez and Dolores Huerta who are labor leaders, civil rights activists. They did something very huge. And the fact, when I saw um, our president, El Pinche Tio. Joe Biden? Joe Biden. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I saw him with a vase, a head vase, uh, of oh, Chavez. Cesar Chavez, oh, to me that felt good. I felt oh, like, yeah. okay, we went from one extreme to hopefully another stream, and 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 from what I'm seeing on how DACA is being viewed and other things in our communities, I think we're slowly getting there. I think change takes time. The money, the money, the money for the kids that Biden's given. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the tax it,
0: break, it, which is 300 bucks a month per kid per family, that's big on our community. No, it because, is because, like, you know what. I just remembered when you were talking about being a kid and having to put your share in to the family with selling pan or whatever, like three hundred dollars, Dad. Oh, uh, I'm worth three hundred bucks a month. Don't make me sell pan. Let me go study. Let me go to school, right? No, it, it,
1: and that was big. That wasn't was I
0: mean, do I see it bigger than it is, or is it big?
1: No, no, no. It, it, you have a good point. I mean that that's the way it is, and I think for like for our generation, um. We were raised a certain way, like I was saying, like you were saying about working at a young age, and we didn't really have much. And yeah. the moment that we that we went to school, we 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 became but, college graduates. Now, ima- no, imagine you as a kid, Simon.
0: You are born here, right? So you have a right to three hundred dollars a month. Now imagine your parents getting that money. There was no reason for you to go to to go work anymore. Now you could go to school, concentrate on your studies. And that's where I think the value is for for our people, for Uh, our community.
1: I agree. Porque the more that we as a people, as a cultura, just in general, that we can focus our children to really get their education and go as far as they possibly can, it's only going to make them that much wiser and be able to make better decisions and to to have that knowledge that is power. And get better jobs. And get better jobs. And bring more value. And quite frankly, as a Chicano to go to the next step on getting these higher positions, to become other executives, to be, become Hollywood directors that hire other Chicano uh, actors, to be owners of record labels. What's up? Or to treat them with respect. Yeah, to treat them with respect, or, or politicians. We have some Chicano politicians that are out there right now, and, and quite frankly, when I do my voting and I see a Chicano last name, yeah, I, get a little, I I get a little giddy thinking, okay, I want to vote for that person, but Oneta, I hope that we all do our education and trying to know who's running for office. Don't just go off of a name because I've also experienced that I, uh, when I started voting that a Chicano last name doesn't mean that that person I'm is guil- going to be voting for Chicano yeah, rights. But I
0: am guilty of voting for the Hispanic last names.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think What I don't, don't know when extent- it's
0: like fucking city treasure, like what the fuck does that even mean? All right, it's Chicano. You yeah. know, or, or whatever you know these weird ass positions that you don't know I'll just vote for the Latino just fuck it
1: no I well, I think to a certain but extent you're part right. of you want to get d- that win yeah. so let's get a win for us because we've been, we've been kicked down so much we've been um, you know a, lo- a lot of things haven't gone our way and we just want to have an opportunity to have a bigger voice and we're hoping that having another Chicano another Latino that understands our cultura and what's valuable to us mm-hmm. that they can Help stir things our way to be more, more equal. And that's the thing. We're looking for equality. That's we're not all looking we want. for handouts. Yeah. We're looking to be viewed a little bit more equally compared to everybody else.
0: Just open the door for us. That's all we want. That's all we want. Yeah. Don't carry us in. Just open the doors. Simon. Let me move on to the next part. Um, and while, while Oscar gives you his point of view, I'm going to open up another beer because we're getting dry here. At least I'm getting dry. What's the best
1: part about being Chicano?
0: Because we got some good shit.
1: Oh. we have Besides some- Morrissey. <laughs> no, I gotta tell you, Mina, uh, Morrissey. I'm glad you mentioned that. La, uh, for me, like, la, like the música. Here I am be, uh, being a co-owner of a music label with my grito. Music was a big part of who I am, my identity. Because again, I was getting a lot of push from mexicanos. I was getting a lot of push from from whites growing up, and I really resorted a lot to music. I resorted a lot to TV. Uh, because my parents were constantly working. So it almost seems like that's what raised me. I mean, growing up, with my parents, without my parents, you have the Mexican music. You have the Vicente Fernandez. You have the Chalino Sanchez. Los Tigres del Norte. The Ramon Ayala. Anytime this music comes on, if you're around me, you better be ready to fucking take a shot. (laughs) That's just the way I roll. But you have that, and then you have the the American side of me that made me become a Jim Morrison, a Doors fan. The, then you're talking about the Metallica, the Guns and Roses. You got the Ramones. You got Social Distortion. You have the Green Day, which is the punk side of me. Can we mention Snoop Dogg too? I, even rap with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. But even when we talk about rap, N.W.A. A little N.W.A. I was a little, you know, I still can't say the N word. No my, That's how just how I raw feel <laughs> uncomfortable. But oh, the thing is with the with, with the rapping, what really would really <laughs> help me out with rapping. Or, or what gave me my identity con la música um, is one in 1990, Fernando when I heard Kid Frost and and for some of you if you don't know who Kid Frost is fucking YouTube this shit
0: <laughs> it's you're going to want find. to hear it easy to find easy to
1: find but he was a, a, a Chicano rap artist that was doing these videos that was a representation of us and he had this song in 1990 that he came out with called This Is For The Raza go ahead and YouTube that shit there was a verse on there that really made me feel proud of being a Chicano. And that verse is Chicano. I'm brown and proud. Guantes chingazos. Simón, tú sabes, get down. Right now, in the dirt. What's the matter? You afraid you're going to get hurt? I'm hearing this shit, these lyrics, and I'm and it's relating to me because remember, when I grew up, it was gang related. There was a lot of violence. Um, my parents working two jobs. They're very frustrated when they get mad. When they get home, they're mad because they're working their asses off and they got chewed off. They got discriminated. The boss was talking shit to him. Here we are, little mocosos running around, not listening to them. Believe me, mm-hmm. I got the cinto, I got the bota, I got the chancla, I got everything growing up, and that's what kind of that's a part of my identity that I'm trying to get away from because, you know, I because that 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 isn't the identity. That isn't the identity. It was just a circumstance. It was just your. Up.
0: It was your circumstance. Right? It was my circumstance. That is not the Chicano identity.
1: It's not. It Ho- was, hopefully, it isn't. I don't think I. Because don't feel it, that you it know is. what,
0: I'll be honest with you. It wasn't for me. I was, and I credit my mom 120%, dude, with just being positive with me. Go to school. Go to school. Mm -hmm. Do your homework. Do your homework. I would take off to the fucking park to kick back with my friends at Maywood Park. She's like, hijo, did you do la tarea? And I'd be like, si, mama. And she's like, okay, I hope you did because you're going to end up being a janitor if you didn't. You know what I did? I did a fucking U-turn, went back, did my homework, (laughs) and then then went to the park. But I would still go to the park. But she fucking instilled that in me, like education, education, like just fucking... Get it done. I, education
1: you know? is important and I hope that we all try and go as far as we can with education because it does open up a lot of doors but mm-hmm. going back to what you're saying I mean the best part of being Chicano I mean here I am talking about my music taste yeah let's go to the positives of being Chicano so with the positives it, it is the cultura it's the music that we can go from listening to the rancheras the corridos the mariachi to listen to English music and still adapt to it very well yeah. or like like you mentioned in one of your shows like I could
0: get down to Morrissey and maybe shed a tear and also to Juan Gabriel <laughs> you're still shedding the same tear yeah <laughs> really I really can
1: No, you know and maybe yeah.
0: some mariachi when I'm pretty drunk
1: yeah it again if you're listening to mariachi or Juan Gabriel or Morrissey we're taking a fucking shot there's no the yeah. fans are butts about it and that's
0: what's great about being chicano you, you get the, the best from both cultures you're right
1: you do and and you mentioned on one of your shows the food right you can go from mexican food from pozole, menudo tacos to a hamburger yeah and what else do weddles eat like mac and cheese fuck hamburgers and mac and cheese and a steak and a steak. <laughs> pues me gusta de steak but i i do
0: love burgers i do <laughs> I, love I do burger. love burgers
1: yeah but, but but that's it's, the best
0: of, we we can get the best of both cultures, you know. Oh,
1: we can. I mean, it's, that's it's, what's it's, great about being Chicano. It's that, and and if you ever see a Chicano, a Latino, not dancing at a club, you're they're not Chicano because we yeah. we love to dance, we love to move, we love to eat, we love to party, we love to party, and we also take very a lot of pride in ourselves. We with our style, the way we dress. Don't get me wrong; we also have our flaws. I have a shitload of flaws. We also like to do el cheese, el, el chisme
0: Yeah, well, and talk well that, shit sometimes. Well, that's the next part. What's the worst part of being Chicano? I, but I, I, I think the worst part is that, um, like you said, we're somehow we're, we're some growing up, we saw the haters. You know, we we tend to be haters. There's because we were so discriminated by the white man that we thought we had to discriminate too. So the only p- people we have to discriminate is each other, and we do right. that,
1: and that's very wrong. No, it's very wrong. I mean, that's the worst part about it, that we need to understand that we are going to be facing some challenges with discrimination, with racism, and and, and know that we need to work extra hard. And he, and here's the thing. Chicanos, Mexicanos, I've always known our, cult, our, our cultura to be one of the hardest working people in the world, period.
0: You know, and, and I always thought this, let me interrupt you, Oscar, real quick, is that we fucking run this country we do this country runs on on the backs of latinos of chicanos of hispanics however you want to call it i mean the meat industry the vegetable industry the food industry we don't fucking eat if it wasn't for raza you know and and, and i wish people realize that and, and and supported more our people with with health benefits with pay with acknowledgement because this country does run on our backs It used to run on the backs of Negritos back when it was the slave days. But now we are the new slaves. And I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but we are. Because we fucking do all the hard work. I mean, you go to any fancy ass restaurant in the back, you're going to have a lot of Raza working back there.
2: Um,
0: In the fields, who's working? Raza. Raza. Right? And I just want that to be acknowledged, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think we're we're slowly getting there, especially now that trompitas is not president yeah it's going to help us out a little bit more with the biden and and just really with our community and having more platforms like chicano cast like my grito that give the chicano the latino a voice to be heard to hear our point of views that i think that's really going to help because i mean we do need to acknowledge the history that we've been through and again like i said with cesar chavez with dolores huerta there's other big activists like Rodolfo Corky Gonzalez who's a Chicano boxer, poet, political organizer, activist. I just read
0: about him. I just read about him. He, he has that poem, Soy Joaquin or something?
1: Soy Joaquin. Yeah. Soy Chicano. Yeah. Like, So he's a big Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. And let me give you some other names. Oscar Zeta uh, Acosta who's a Chicano at- attorney. Gloria Ansalva, Anzal- And to me, that's this is a big one just because of, I think this is being more talked about now. And and you talked about it in one of your podcasts with 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 Gen Xers or with uh, with just the verbs,
0: mm-hmm. proverbs,
1: y todo esto cuánto. The pronouns. The pronouns, but with Gloria, what she was is she's an American scholar that really studied Chic- Chicano cultura, feminist theory, as well as queer theory. So,
0: which was rare back then.
1: It was very rare, and you can only imagine the challenges that she went through. As a Chicana, that's talking about not only being Chicana, but also this other identity of hers. And you think about now our generation, our young generation, who are, in certain ways, given a bigger platform to be themselves. To if they're gay, I mean, we think about LGBT rights. Yes, to cuanto. There, there's more opportunities for them to come out. But don't get me wrong; they still have their challenges. They still have. You know the obstacles of telling their family and being uh, well, exiled from their family. Yes, to cuanto.
0: But I think even bigger. I'm not. I don't know if it's bigger, but other than that, it's the racial, the racial part that still exists. Add that. Like to it. they could be whatever pronouns they want to be, but yet they're still Chicanos, or they're still Mexican, or they're still Latino, or they're still Hispanic. Mm-hmm. In the mind of whites, whites can call you they, he, she, whatever you want. But guess what? You're still Latino. You're still brown. You're still. So you might still be discriminated right
2: yeah
0: it that's that's happen. to me that's bigger maybe because of my podcast or maybe because of my age or how i grew up that's so much bigger than realizing what i am as a pronoun no first I, give give me the the space as a person of color give me the equal rights give me the opportunities and then the other comes later but you know maybe that's my opinion as an older person
1: uh, and I think that's some of the challenges that we're going to face because I agree with you because we're, when we grew up in the 70s 80s and 90s that was our biggest obstacle that's what we were facing because even if we go back even further back when more mehicanos were here when you think about the Suit riots you think about all these different things there's our our, our, our culture has a rich history of challenges here in, here in the US and for us Growing up in the '70s, '80s, and '90s, it was we were trying to get that from us. Yeah, we were trying to just the equality part. Well, that's what we wanted racially. racially. Yeah. yeah, but then you take a look at other generations, gen- other generations that are outside from us, because we're Fernando. You and I are are Gen X. Some of your audience, they're probably going to be millennials or what we call Gen Y, Gen Z, and then we have Gen Z or the iGen that is very open to social media. Of course, they're a lot younger. They're nine to, ages nine to 26. My daughter's part of it. All three of my daughters are part of that generation. And they have their own identity crisis, their own wanting to be heard that they're, that they're facing that's different than us. So one of the challenges that we have as Chicanos is not only us looking for equality, but at the same time, we're all raised in our own generations we all faced our own individual challenges we all face our own individual nightmares things that we needed to, that we needed to fight and then when we're hearing somebody else another generation's cries we're thinking to myself we're thinking to ourselves no mames <laughs> that's nothing compared to what i went through right and and that's sometimes when we talk to a younger generation or yeah. we talk to an older generation we, we that's do, where we butt heads a little we bit we
0: do tend to think about like their issues are insignificant compared to ours. And that's wrong. I I do feel that and think that, but I know it's wrong, you know, because it's different for every generation. It, it It is, you know, and I, I feel like they have it easier, but do they, I don't know. Only they know that, you know, but I know I didn't have it easy and it's wrong of me to judge it. But I do see them like fighting for or crying for the sometimes small stuff.
1: I I see it I see it too and and hopefully our our Gen Zs are not going to be all <laughs> pinches viejos cabrones idiotas yeah. inutiles yeah but here's the thing I mean we're we're again we're talking about that's the challenges that's the generation that we're that we're facing because you know
0: what I feel like me and you our challenge was to get in the door
1: that's all we wanted
0: that's all we wanted just open the fucking door let let me in now we're in and I think they're fighting for it. now I'm in but now realize who I am.
1: Accept me for who I am. Yeah. And and you know what? And I know they And, they're and faith- we
0: and we were like let me in the door and I'm going to fucking hide in the corner and get my
1: paycheck. <laughs>
0: yeah, cuz I'm in already. Yeah. I'm in. I just want my paycheck and I want to just make a life, you know?
1: Yeah, let me get my education. And, let me and work it, my way up the work ladder, the yeah. company ladder.
0: I'll do what you want. Simón. I'm
1: not going to question anything,
0: but the fact that these kids want more than that, I think is great. I, I don't think. totally understand it at times, but I think it's great. And I'm not going to judge.
1: And I'm with you because I don't understand it sometimes, and that's where in our, it, for me and you, and I'm not speaking on behalf of our generation. I'm just speaking for me and you, or at least for me right now. I I I, I hear these cries, and the first reaction, the Spensa, is: Are you do you feel entitled? Yeah. Like why do you why are you asking for all this shit? Yeah. We didn't have this shit. We were dealing with other stuff. But they are entitled, and you know whose fault it is? It's us.
0: Yours. It's us as
1: parents. Yeah. We entitled,
0: you know, you uh, Gen Z's, Millennials, we entitled you fuckers. We did. Because we gave you all you wanted. Because you know why? Because we didn't have shit. We didn't. I grew up with nothing and literally nothing. So when I had my kids, I made sure they had everything. So you know what they expect now? Everything. Everything. From the world. And I'm like, no, motherfuckers. You can expect everything from your dad, but not from the world. Because the world's a bitch.
1: They're, they're going to kick your so, teeth
0: So, and- yeah. And maybe it's a bit of my fault, a bit of your fault, Oscar, would you it say? Is. No, it is. And, and the fact that you're entitled, I, I want to say you're guilty of it, but I think I'm more guilty than you are. Because I did give my kids a lot. Everything that I did. I didn't have shit. So, to give them, you know, trips to the restaurant whenever they felt like they wanted to fucking eat this... Um, whatever classes for this classes for that all the shit we didn't have right we were fucking latchkey kids go home eat cornflakes and shut up and wait for your parents or maybe oscar was work but for our kids like fucking we treat them like kings so now that they feel entitled is it their fault not totally right
1: not, not totally I, I, i'm i i feel like we're accepting a big part of the blame porque we knew what we went through growing up and we don't want them to go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. But Pero logo, we don't want them to, to to have that entitlement. We want them to continue to work hard. Yeah. Fight. You
0: know, and we want to fight.
1: And, and fight. And, and know what your priorities are. Because I know, I mean, even the housing markets, and I know a lot of you listeners probably know about this. Right now, here, especially here in Southern California and other parts of the country, it's hard to fucking buy property. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of youngsters that are living at home with their parents. Nothing wrong with that. Especially in the Chicano, Latino culture, you're living with your parents until you get married, right? Our mission as Chicanos. Do we have a mission as Chicanos
0: or do we just have to be Chicanos and just live the way Chicanos live? I I think, Oscar, in, in my opinion, I just have to be Chicano. And I have to realize that I am Chicano and maybe raise my family that way, my kids. And that's enough. But is it? Maybe it's not because I'm doing this fucking podcast, right? Why am I doing this? Why am I reaching out to all these confused people the way I was? So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm lying. Maybe I'm bullshitting. But in, like, for me, it was a big revelation to realize that I was Chicano. And to me, that was enough. But then I fucking bought this mic, hooked it up to a piece of shit laptop, and talked shit and put it up on iTunes. Because I felt like, like the way i realized it is like it's like a like a a new christian right like i saw i saw the light i saw jesus and i want everybody i want everybody to realize if you're chicano you're chicano and and accept and understand that culture but oscar what do you think
1: so i'm gonna answer that question but before i do that let me address your your audience if fernando sounds different than before it's because we've been pisteando now for quite a long time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a quick shout out to Desmadre Tequila Who they also had something oh, to do with this
0: Oh shit yeah We
1: had some of their Añejo And that went down smooth We had a lot of fantastic beers From different breweries So we're, we're having a good time and, and I'm happy and excited That things are starting to open up Where in the near future You guys can probably see us at uh, A live event And we would hope that A lot of the fans from From Chicano Cast A lot of the fans from Magrito are able to come down and join us and have a good time with us and get an opportunity to share your thoughts. You can share with your, your thoughts in person or, easier yet, pa que se esconden, send an email to Fernando. ChicanoCast
0: at gmail.com
1: Tell us what the fuck you think. <laughs> if you think we're idiots, tell us tell us we're idiots. Right? It won't be the first time or the last time we hear it. Pero, um, in all seriousness, when you're talking about, is it enough? Uh, for me, Fernando, I think Understanding our identity as best as we can in this fucked up world is the foundation. We need to know who we are as a person.
0: What's our mission, Oscar?
1: I think. Do, our, do we have one? We we always have a mission. I think different. Everybody's missions is slightly different, but I think as a cultura, if our mission at the end of the day is to look for equality, equality within our culture, equality within our all the different races are that are out there because we understand there are other races that are maybe getting in a little bit more opportunities, get a little, little bit more attention. But if our culture can get the opportunity to go up the bat and take the and take a swing like everybody else cuz we you know we work our asses off. We do. We're one of the hardest working people in this country, period.
0: I think we keep this country running. We do. I really think we do.
1: I think we do. and We
0: take the hardest
1: jobs. Do you agree? I do because, I mean, if, if anybody wants to do some of the jobs that we're doing, especially at the pay that many of our people are getting, go ahead. But you're not going to do it. Most people are not going to do it. That's right. As a matter of fact, right now with this pandemic and everything that's going on, I think a lot of people in general, I'm not talking about any specific race, but they prefer to fucking take unemployment than to go out there and... Get back into the workforce but and contribute. I, but I will talk
0: about a specific race. Our raza, our Latinos, took the hardest fucking hit from COVID. We did. Because we were essential workers and we were out there working, whether it be in a grocery store or a meatpacking industry. And and we died. We took the hardest fucking hit. Does our government recognize that? I hope they do. But I'm not sure they do because I, I want to see some hero pay. I want to see something for, for our raza.
1: I would love. I agree with you, and I would love to see the day when we do get that hero pay because you're absolutely right. From a lot of the essential workers, most a lot of them, a high percentage, and the statistics, the statistics are out there. A lot of them are Chicano Latinos that are out there still working in order to keep the country running during this very difficult time. we uh, we have a lot of family members, a lot of people that we know that have passed away from this from this virus. And I hope that our mission going forward, neta, is that we understand where we come from, that we respect our culture. And for you Chicanos, our culture is our Mexican background, our American background. It's a matter of being proud of the, of both, but also understanding that we have a different identity between the two of them. At least that's the way I view it. We we have a uh, Chicanos have a beautiful culture. We have our language, we have Spanglish, we have our kids that are hopefully we're teaching our kids how to speak Spanish as well. I know for some of us it's not that easy. But I think at the end of the day if us as a culture if we're looking for equality, if us as a culture we're looking for progress to put more people in power to help level out the playing field as best as we can. For us to have opportunities to succeed, for us to make change, that's great. I'm not looking for, you know, people that are in, for for us to feel entitled and for us to be saying, oh, we need to be getting more and we don't, we haven't earned it. I'm not looking to help out, to hook up los huevones that are out there. I'm looking for those of us that are out there fighting, that are out there educating ourselves, that are in school, that are out there working our hard-working chicanos and chicanas to have an opportunity to be treated as an equal not better but an equal that's all we want that's all we want and as we get louder we're getting more pedo we do because people don't like what's coming yeah. and what's coming is a worldwide takeover be ready
0: <laughs> Cons- conspiracy theory
2: number three <laughs> I keep MC Kid Frost. You saw a hit that my phone is the big boss. My quilt is loaded, it's full of violas i put it in your face and you won't say nada. Buy those choros, you call us what you will. You say we are assassins, you're trimming like a kill. And see my brother be an Aztec warrior. Go to any extreme and hold no barriers Chicano, and I'm brown and proud. Want this chingasso, see more than us get down. Right now, in the dirt. What's the matter? You afraid you're gonna get hurt? I'm with my homeboys, my times my camaradas kicking back on me, gaga y pa' mi no ligue nada You're so chingonesse, like Al Capone He said, come throw our thoughts so don't try to sweat me Some of you don't know what's happening Kibasa's not for you anyway Cause this is for the raza
0: How did you like the show?
2: oh, oh, oh yeah, a good show Gato, a little long but very interesting.
0: Just give me a review, homie. Chale.
2: They just look at your ass and call you a so This is for the Ras, Ras, ras.